This is Original Six. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Original Six podcast. You know what today is. It is the third annual MSLEs. It's not Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. It's the mid-season Leafs evaluations. Ryan Savine, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen, boys. Third one. Here we go. Let's get it. Fired up. Always love the MSLEs. Great. It's kind of crazy to think this is our third MSLE. I know, eh? Some interesting, some interesting answers I see. I feel like that was directed towards me, Paul. Oh, was it? (laughs) I guess it was. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back, everyone, joining us again, or welcome if you are new to the podcast. We talk about Maple Leafs every week, as painful as it gets, and this is a a special episode we do once a year: the mid-season Leafs evaluations. We're recording this on January twelfth. The Leafs just played their forty-second game of the season last night against the Predators, so why not uh, talk about their season so far? Uh, We are going to touch on weekend review and some Leafs news before we get into the MSLEs, but then we have team evaluations, player evaluations, player awards, needs improvement, and goals for the second half of the season. (laughs) Little Michael Jackson uh, finesse on the end of that one. Uh, But let's get right into it. Week in review, we're kind of just going to graze over this one. Four games on tap. A 5-1 loss versus the Kraken. A 4-1 win versus the Red Wings. A 6-2 win against the Flyers. And a 2-1 win against the Predators. For a 3-1-0 record, Paul, that was actually your prediction. Yes. I'm a genius. Wow. That's a surprise. I I figured... What? Sir, (laughs) if if we tallied all the points... Of the correct predictions, I bet you'd be last, Zach. I'm gonna do it. I'll I, go I and bet calculate. you are last, Zach. I, I, it's if, gotta be between Paul and I. If we if we take including uh, all the goal predictions, and like if it still counts oh. as you get one out of two, then I think I would catch up. Yeah, you always have like one out of two goal predictions, like every three games. No, you yeah, need I both. Just, I I never get both though. It's so annoying. But was it so, you who you guessed Yarncroke and Konechny? For the last Flyers game, but it was yep. them for this Flyers game. I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so let's let's briefly touch on these games. Let's put it this way: the the game against the Kraken was the night of the gold medal game. Nobody watched this Leafs game. I like skimmed. I like scrolled back and forth, but the Leafs were playing so bad that I just like didn't even bother watching. I don't. I don't yeah, at that point, you'd re- you're better off watching the World Junior Intermission than you are the Leafs, period. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. They That's knew nobody happened. was watching, so they decided to shit the bed when no one else was around. <laughs> pretty accurate. Uh, then they moved on for a 4-1 win against the Red Wings with a, a pretty abysmal period. I think they had two shots on net yep. in the first against Red Wings, but mm-hmm. somehow managed to come back, win the game, and outshoot the Red Wings to take a 4-1 win. Yep. Uh, Good then dumb. they played... The Flyers, which is a dominant performance, uh, I thought it was pretty big for the Buds to only give up two against the Flyers. Seems like a team they always let go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yep, them. 100%. So that was a big one. And then last night's 2-1 win against the Predators was just a goalie showdown, and somebody had to win. Yeah, that was, that was a, just fantastic. It was a good game to watch. Those two guys were standing on their head, like, immediately as soon as the game started. Yeah, um, for like real. Like, Murray's save, where he was, like, backwards. I never want to see him do that again. 
because that was, <laughs> that was insane though that if it works good on you that's some 1960s goaltending nonsense. but like nine out of every 10 times i doubt he saves that again <laughs> yeah that's true and uh all the the assist on the game winner by nylander Oof. was just filthy oh everyone in Disgusting. the building thought he was gonna shoot that puck that was that was so nasty that was crazy he that was looked disgusting it's funny because he passed it to Marner, who scored the winner, but he looked like Marner making that pass. Yeah, 100%. Like, head up, not looking, perfect pass. Yeah, 100%. Man Very on a mission. Cool. Um, so what did you guys, uh, like, any major takeaways on these four games? Like, anything major? I mean, the first one was an absolute stinker. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, after that, like, three wins in a row, moving on now, like, that's got to be a, like, a pretty good place to, to head forward here for the team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't start off very well, as you said, but I think every game going forward, they had a better performance, uh, especially the goaltending for sure. So, yeah, key takeaways, I guess, just um, goaltending was fantastic for the last three games and and just a good, like, comeback from a terrible start to the week. Yeah, I mean, the... Murray looks like a completely different guy than he did just days ago. And it's against the crack. And he kind of looked off. Like it was almost like the puck was not where he expected it to be at all. And then this win against the Predators, he was like completely on top of his form. So I think it kind of adds to the very up and down, you know, goaltending that we can get because we've seen it being really good. And then we've also seen it be like, eh, so. Exactly. Yeah. The last, I feel like the last few weeks were, Less than stellar for the goaltending. Yeah. Yeah. Was it for like sure. as of about a week ago, since December 15th, they were last in team save percentage, right? Yeah, with like, eight, with like 875 or something like that. That's atrocious. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, hopefully the goaltending continues to, to kind of do well. I mean, I don't know if we're going to sustainably get the November goaltending that we got, but... It just can't be the mid-December onward goaltending. Oh, yeah. Please, no. Mm-mm. We'd have a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some news, some stuff going on in the last few days. Paul, I know you loved this one. Uh, Matthews didn't play last night against the Preds. Game time decision tonight against the Red Wings. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know. I don't for. How do I say this? From what we saw, I didn't see anything wrong with Austin. I know, like, we've been saying that he hasn't been playing, like, himself. Like, he's been playing well, but he hasn't been playing to, like, the Matthews level. So maybe this could explain why. I don't I don't know if it's just me, but I didn't see anything particularly noticeable in his play that would describe an injury. Did you? Did you guys? No. Yeah, I didn't either. So. Nothing like, I could see. Is it as simple as just thinking it's his wrist again? Oh, goodness. Probably. They said undisclosed, but I don't know why they're not saying anything. It's it's Matthews, a star player, so I think everyone would want to know what's wrong. Yeah, it's a, it was a good sign, though, that he actually, um, before the Preds game, at morning skate, he actually stayed out longer than the rest of the team, which he wouldn't mm-hmm. do if he was playing. But at least it was a good sign that, you know, he's able to shoot around and like he can you know have an extended 
kind of practice in the morning. So mm-hmm. um, wouldn't surprise me if he's back against the Wings tonight, but also wouldn't surprise me if they just play it safe on this one because, you know, yeah. it is Austin Matthews. But like, I, I think we often forget this happens to him every season. Literally. He has yeah. a cold stretch where it's like, this is not the Austin Matthews we're used to. Then they say he has some sort of injury. He misses anywhere from a game to two weeks, comes back. And I think in the chat, I put it Poppy Jesus God mode. Yes. Poppy Jesus God mode. Like it's right. something to that extent. And I, and I have the full confidence that post all-star game or post coming back from whatever's bothering him, he'll, he'll be the best goal scorer in the league in that span. I, I, I do not doubt that at all. Agreed. Agreed. For sure. Uh, another player who seems to be uh, running into a little injury trouble lately is TJ Brody. Placed on the IR and he's missed the last three games with a rib injury. Uh, kind of like seeming like the Jake Muzzin treatment right now. Older defenseman, a little banged up. Uh, Zach, are you worried at all? Or is it just kind of like we have an extra guy in Timmins. Let's just rest the older fellas. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, I I think maybe there's just, like, he's a he's a defenseman that does not hesitate to, you know, block shots and dive across to stretch out and hit the bumpers on the Xbox controller and block the pass, right? So <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that, you know, he, he's a little banged up. And, you know, with the amount of, like, defensive, like, depth in terms of guys who have played this year, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, even Giordano maybe gets a couple of games off near the end of the season to kind of rest up for the playoffs, stuff like that. So... Not a huge surprise. Totally. I mean, like, the play of Connor Timmons has been great, and I probably more so than anyone would advocate for him to get uh, in the lineup more than he has been. But Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion, you don't want that to be because Brody is out. Because just Brody being probably the best pairing with Riley, uh, that's a guy who you need to to be at his best so that Riley can be at his best. Yep, for sure. For sure. All right, well, let's move on to what we're all here for. First part of our MSLEs with uh, team evaluation, so kind of breaking down some different areas of the team play overall. We'll each give a grade, kind of list why we gave it that grade. I'm sure it's all going to be relatively consistent, uh, but a little discrepancies. So let's start off with a special teams grade through 42 games. Zach, I'll start with you. Uh, so I went with an A minus on this one. Um, I think special teams have been good. I feel like they've had a lot of inconsistency. Sometimes there's been stretches where the power play has kind of been, eh, and there's also been times, um, where the, um, penalty kill has also kind of let them down a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I would give it an A minus though. I think that they're clicking and, and, uh, still improvements to be made, but uh, overall pretty good. Paul? Yeah, I'm going to give it a B just because at the start of the season, we all saw how good the power play was. And then recently we've started to make some changes that weren't working, like the five-man power play. Um, You know, Austin being out yesterday, we saw that the power play was not the greatest, um, but nobody's worried about that. Our power play is always pretty solid. Uh, I just think the, the penalty kill still needs a little bit of work. I think we're only like 17th in the league in penalty kill, so... Um, we could do a lot better on that for sure. So that's why I gave it a B. Yeah. Funny enough, I'm I'm right in the middle of you guys with the B plus. Um, you know, there's been stretches where both have looked good, and then I feel like there's been stretches where both mm-hmm. looked really dominant. Uh, they're seventh in the NHL in power play percentage plus power pl- penalty kill percentage with 104.20. 
So remember, I think last year we spoke about if you're over 100 in that combined slot, that usually means you're on the right track. But I don't necessarily think that's a safe metric right now because over half the league is above 100 in that mm. stat. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what Sheldon Keefe is doing with this five forward unit. I think it's time to scrap it, especially with Matthews not in the lineup. Um, uh, I, I think it's time to permanently give Riley that spot back and let let them go from there. Agreed for sure. Yeah, I never liked the five-man power play, especially if there is an odd man rush or if there is some sort of defense happening on the power play, then you have five forwards out there that are not as skilled defensively as if we put Riley out there or, or Lilligren or something like that. So, exactly. yeah, scrap the five-man power play. All right, let's go to the offense grade. Paul, you are the outlier here, so I'll start with you. I'm going to give it an A just because... You know, our, our our offense is never a problem. And we, we know we could score. We've we've had games this year where I don't think we've been shut out this year at all, if I'm not mistaken. Have we ever been shut out? I don't think so. Not that I can remember. I don't think so either. But knowing our luck, it'll happen tonight because you said that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But as of now, our offense has been fantastic. I have no problem. Um, Maybe just a couple little things why I didn't give it an A+. Plus. Like, we just need to, need to shoot more instead of trying to make those pretty passing plays, on, on like, unless it works like yesterday. But just, like, the little things that can make a difference. But overall, just our offense has been fantastic, so I'll give it an A. All right, Zach, we both have an A-. minus. Curious to see why uh, you gave it that. Uh, mostly agree with Paul. Uh, I do think that because it's, you know, you have to take into account the entire season. I think it took us a very long time to score more than four goals. I couldn't give you an exact number of games, but it actually took like a very long time for us to score more than four, uh, in a game. And it took a while for the offense to really get clicking. I think that they're good now, but yeah, I think that little bit of that slow start kind of contributes to the A minus, but still great offense. One of the best in the league. So A minus is where it's at for me. Yeah. I'm obviously on the same page with you guys, but my big thing is like they're eighth in the league in goals for per game. I mean, that's great. You know, top 10, like nothing to sneeze at. But uh, the way this team is built, offense has to be their strongest attribute, has to be their biggest strength. And the fact that there's teams like the Buffalo Sabres and Seattle Kraken above them in goals for per game is kind of worrisome. Could that just be, you know, props to those two teams? Sure, they're scoring well. Um, but for me, the one thing holding them back is there are not many games I find where we get both top four and depth scoring. It's very, very limited. Obviously, like if Matthews puts up a hat trick and Marner pots one and Willie pots one, you don't need other goals, but again, this is just me nitpicking, but I do want to see more consistent goal scoring from the team all at once. Like we need that consistency. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair point. That's that's the only thing holding me yeah. back. 100%. Um, let's move to defensive grade. Uh, you guys are in agreement. I'm the outlier here, so I'll let you guys go first. Uh, sure. So uh, defensive grade, I give an A. I think, uh, you know, it's been good, really good for that stretch, you know, in, into November, beginning of December. Uh, was fantastic defensively with all the injuries. Uh, it's trailed off a little bit as of recently, and obviously at the beginning of the season was not where we want it to be, so... 
Uh, I'll give it an A um, based on also expectation and the expectation for the Leafs to have average defense and for them to have a stretch of really, really good defense is, uh, is, is nice to see. Yeah, same as Zach. Like, I give it an A because of expectation. Usually, everyone knows that our defense is not the best, but also an A because of the injuries and how well they've played without some of the star defensemen um, and how well some players have stepped up into, like, a top four role. So, yeah, that's why I gave it an A as well. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head, Paul. Like, the fact that they're able to have the second-best goals against per game in the NHL through at the midway point of the season, given the fact that Muzzin's played what? I don't even know how many games he's played. Under 10 this year, Under for 10, sure. for sure. That's your best defensive defenseman out there. Riley missed time. Brody's missed time. The fact that Giordano, who's 38 years old, was at one point logging 25-plus minutes a night for a pretty good stretch, this yeah. team deserves an A-plus on defense. That's, that's just remarkable to me. For real. Uh, let's go goaltending. Zach, I'll uh, throw it to you. You're the outlier here again. Yeah, I went with B+. I think uh, goaltending has at times been really good. I think Murray and Samsonov uh, have just exceeded expectations in terms of just their play overall. Um, now, granted, I didn't really have high expectations for either of them, so exceeding expectations was, was not difficult. But uh, yeah, you know, they played well, and, and I think the only negative points I have here is just the they they aren't consistent and it becomes sometimes, you know, you're rolling the dice on which goaltender am I going to get today? And then you roll the dice again, which version of this goalie am I going to get today? Am I going to get, you know, uh, Samsonov against the caps who looked super nervous? Probably not because that was against his former team, but at the same time, like I think every goalie in the league has like that minimum threshold and the maximum threshold for their play. And I feel like it's just a really wide range for these two guys. And so the inconsistency probably brings them down a couple of points. So it's a B plus for me. For sure. Uh, Paul, we both had a, why did you uh, give the boys the solid, uh, the solid a on the, the grade there? Well, as we were talking about before, we're second in the league and goes against per game. And, and a big reason has to do with Samsonov and Murray and how well they've been playing this year. And as Zach said, expectation-wise, nobody thought they would be playing so well halfway through the season. Uh, nobody even thought they would be playing this well at the beginning when they had their amazing stretch. Everyone's like, oh, give it a couple weeks. They'll be back to their former selves like last year. But they kept it up. Obviously, yeah, some inconsistencies here and there. But overall, I think I think Murray and Samsonov have done a fantastic job between the pipes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when when the the hot streak ended for the team, the 15 games in a row with a point, and the goaltending started to take that hit around like mid December, that had remnants of last season all over again. A really shaky September where uh, Campbell was hurt, Mrazek was hurt. I don't know how much Eric Schalgren had to play. Then they both came back. Campbell was dominant. And then the wheels kind of just fell off for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Murray and Samsonov looked like that was going to be the case. If it weren't for yeah. about 10 days ago from this recording, their numbers were awful. It seemed like they were both getting shelled for five a game. I don't like that they took the hit, but I like that they've seemed to bounce back. Murray looked good. Samsonov looked good. Lately, Paul, you mentioned second in goals against uh, average. Also sixth best team save percentage. There we go. Uh, and 
does that have to do with the defense? Absolutely. I think the defense has made the goaltending look pretty damn good. I mean, look what Jack Campbell is facing in Edmonton. Um, but I, I feel like there's been enough share of the goalies coming up big to grant them the A. Okay. Uh, let's go overall team grade before we move on to player evaluations. I'm the outlier here. I'll start off. Uh, I gave them an A minus. Uh, just because I, I want to say the stretch they were on in November is, is sorry, in like November, December is unsustainable, but that, that's the stretch Boston is on all season. If you want to be the best, that's what you have to strive for. Yeah. Right. Like that to me, that's what you have to strive for. I, I think the only way I can give them higher than an A minus is if they were first in the Atlantic at this point, because to me, that was the goal. Uh, there's still time for them to get there, but they're not there yet. They've been playing incredibly 7-2-1 in the last 10. Like We talked about the point streak, but I, I still think there's a novel, another level that they can and hopefully do find. I actually also gave them an A-. minus. Did you? I feel like it said A. No, yours is A. Mine's A-. minus. Oh, okay. I'm changing mine to A-. minus. Those P yeah. and R's, they look so similar. Yeah. Yes. Well... I've now yes. convinced myself it's an A minus. <laughs> yeah, but 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 as you were saying, Ryan, like second in the league, amazing uh, stats all around. Just like the inconsistencies here and there of the usual playing against um, beatable teams and just stooping down to their level and not playing the best that they can could really have made a difference in how close we were with Boston in the standings. And yeah, as you said, that's why they're not an A plus or an A but an A- minus because of they've been playing well, but they can be playing better um, to get them to a closer gap to first in the Atlantic. Zach, you're the outlier actually now. I am the outlier, yes. Uh, and surprisingly, it's a higher grade than you guys. Uh, I gave them an A overall. I think uh, part of my grade was I took into account my expect personal expectations for the team going in, which was... I was not very happy with, you know, the goaltending moves and I wasn't happy with, I didn't think we were a better team than last year in terms of just overall. And you know what, they've exceeded my expectations and they've played really, really well. And they've shown, you know, just how much their depth actually has a factor, especially with injuries on the blue line, all this kind of stuff. They're just, they've exceeded my expectations. And I think, you know, they may not be first in the division. Uh, and of course they're behind Boston, which is never ideal uh, because this team deserves to be, first in the division and it deserves to have a favorable playoff matchup i don't know if they're going to have either this year so you know that kind of it sucks the way that the playoff format is but yeah i think overall for me i give them an a i think if they were first in the division i would probably have an a plus up there but uh yeah they've done well this season so far so let's hope they keep it up second half of the year yeah exactly i also think i mean like seven overtime losses 42 games in isn't anything to be concerned about but the way they started off in overtime this season, you know, if you take seven of those and let's say they end up winning four of them and only have three losses, it's an extra four points. All of a sudden, you're only five points behind the Bruins, right? Like every little game matters. And I know it's an 82-game season, but if, if you want to be the best, you have to play like the best. It's, it's that simple. For real. Then again, I mean, they've been great. Like it, it's really hard to, to say anything bad about, it, about a team who's 26-9-7. and seven. Yeah. 
All right, let's uh, let's move on to player evaluations. Paul, why don't you uh, take her away? Yeah, so I'll be taking the player evaluations, as Ryan said. So basically, we're going to talk about the forwards and the defensemen and the goalies. I'm gonna we're gonna name out some players, and then we're just gonna give uh, an each individual grade and a little a little uh, uh, reason to why. So we're gonna start with the forwards, and I'm gonna start with uh, Bunting. Uh, Zach, I'll throw to you first for your grade on uh, the Greasy Rat. Michael Bunting gets an A- minus for me. I've liked his play this year. I think he was a little bit of a slow start, but he's definitely picked it up. Uh, yeah, he's looked really good. Had a lot of goals this year. Um, definitely worth keeping past the end of this year. I hope he signs a contract soon. Uh, and yeah, being a Greasy Rat is fantastic. So, love him. Yeah. I really Shortens need to me. hear... I need to hear someone say greasy rat in like a thick Scottish accent. I feel like that's my new like aspiration in life. Uh, total other note, B plus, same reasons as Zach. Yeah, literally a B plus for exact same reasons as you guys. So pretty easy one there. We're going to move on to the man, the myth, the legend, Austin Matthews. Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I, I gave him a B plus. Uh, definitely bonus points for his playmaking abilities that have, I mean, we knew they were always good, but this year he's, he's definitely taken it to another level. Uh, same thing with this two way game. We knew it was good. Elevated that this year for sure. Um, the guy's at his best when he's scoring goals, he's not totally off, but it's just not where it needs to be at the same time. The team hasn't needed him to be that version of Matthews yet. And I'm sure by the end of the season, my B plus will turn into an A, A-plus because it's Matthews. But for now, it's just a B-plus because I know how much more there is to come. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100% agree with Ryan. I, I gave him an A-minus. I think, uh, you know, because he hasn't been scoring, it's a little bit... Um, people aren't noticing that he's point-producing is very nice, uh, and he's still doing well. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely more to come, and I think he's not at the level of play that he was to end out last year, and I'm very hopeful for the second half that he pulls a, a Matthews <laughs> and picks it back up. Yeah, gave him an A-minus as well. Just because, like, by all means, he has been playing bad. And as you said, Ryan, his uh, playmaking skills have been a lot better this year. But he's not playing to the Matthews level that we've seen for the last five, six years. Um, but as we said, we know he's going to come out of the All-Star break on fire. So nothing to worry about. But that's why it's an A-minus. So we're going to move on to um, Willie. To Nylander, uh, very good year so far. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. So Zach, I'll start with you. I gave him an A. I think Nylander's played great this year. The fact that he leads the team in goals is fantastic. I'm not expecting that at all. Uh, and I think he's just become a different sort of player this year. He looks like he's really elevated his game to the next level. Uh, only thing that doesn't have an A-plus for me is, uh, I don't know, he hasn't been completely perfect. I think for me, I'm a little stingy with my A-pluses on these player evaluations. So, But he's very close. I'm not stingy. I gave him an A-plus. The dude's been lights out. He's been <laughs> solid. I mean, if, if, if anyone was going to step up with Matthews not scoring at his usual clip, it was Willie or Tavares. Tavares had a really good stretch. He's still on that pretty good stretch, I'd say. Uh, but I don't think you can ask for more from what Nylander's given you so far. Yep, I gave him an A-plus as well for that exact reason. He's just been phenomenal, and he's stepped up big time with Matthews not producing as much as we hope he would. And uh, I think he's actually done a lot better on his two-way game as well this year. You've seen his back checks. Uh, I think he learned that little stick lift from Austin. So as Ryan said, you can't ask for much uh, from Willie so far right now. So 
uh, A plus for sure, well deserved. Uh, we're gonna move on to uh, Cali Yarn Croak. I don't know how is that how you pronounce it. I've heard multiple different versions, but you could just say Yarny. Yarny. Cali Yarny. Cali Yarny. Oh yeah, bud. Okay, uh, one of you go. Whoever. I'll go. Start. I'll go. Uh, I gave him a B plus. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, I think he's been good. I think for 2.1 million a year, he's he's a pretty good depth player who can play top six, can play third line. Um, we've seen him use on the power play, on the penalty kill. Like he, he kind of does it all. Um, look, he's got the spot for now on the second line, but I don't think it's necessarily because he's deserved it. I think it's just nobody else took it. So it mm-hmm. kind of just felt to him. Not to say he hasn't been playing well. I think he's been a great addition. Uh, I think he's very likely putting Kerfoot out of a job in Toronto very soon, whether that's this year or next. Uh, so B plus. Yeah, I also give him a B plus. I just think, you know, sometimes he's been great, but I, other times there are games where I don't notice this guy whatsoever. And so, like, I feel like, you know, to have like that kind of A grade, you need to like provide an impact every single game. And so, yeah, but pretty much the same reasons as Ryan. Yeah, B plus as well. And I think like we don't expect Yarn Croak to do anything on the point side, but he has been doing very well recently. He's on a bit of a point streak or was on a bit of a point streak where he had like, what was it? Like 11 points in his last nine games or something like that or something crazy. And he just does the little things that, that we expect him to do in the defensive zone and, and be that all around player on a, on a line that needs it. So B plus. And we're going to go with captain Johnny now who has been playing fantastic. So, um, Zach, go for it. Uh, I give Tavares an A. I think based, that's also based on my expectations for Johnny and just, you know, everyone's saying that he's past his prime and that his numbers should start to go down. And then he started off the season being lights out and being the best player on this team for a while. So I think he's showing those leadership qualities and, you know, 20 goals in the first 42 games is he's on pace for 40. So, yeah, I think uh, he's exceeding expectations. And, and, you know, you never want a guy who's making that amount, that amount of money to be disappointing so he hasn't been which is great yeah i uh, i'm right there with zach i gave him an a point per game the guy's 32 years old to me it's the skating i know we know he mentioned in the off season that was his big thing because last year he looked slow there were there were talks like i remember not just between us like other podcasts you know the main broadcast networks like is john Tavares' time over like he can't keep up with the young guys um he took that personally and looks like a completely rejuvenated skater. He's he's done great. And, I mean, we know he's great in every zone, but this guy is currently sitting at 59.68 face-off win percentage. He's suffering at 60%. And he's taken Jeez. a lot of face-offs, all right? Uh, it's just an A. He's been stellar. Yeah, I gave him an A as well for the exact same reasons as you, Ryan. Keep it short and sweet there. We're going to move on to Mitch Marner. The point streak man, uh, Ryan. A plus. That I don't need to say anything. He's yeah. been crazy. Zach, Zach, did you give him an A plus? No, I gave him an A. Wow. I don't have any players with an A plus. This dude literally had a twenty three game point streak. You couldn't throw a plus on there. Buddy, a. come on. <laughs> no, wow. I will not succumb to peer pressure. That was my initial thought. Was I gave him an A? I think he's been really, really good. I I love Mitch Marner. I love him, but. Uh, yeah, I think there are 
just taking in overall, there have been like earlier on in the season, I feel like his defensive game could have gone better. And there's still been some things that I haven't liked about his defensive game. 100% at five on five. So yeah, but it's like, it's very, like, it's so close to an A plus. Like it wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the year, I give him an A plus. Yeah, I got, I gave him an A plus 23 game point streak. Just fantastic overall. Um, Good penalty kill. Good penalty killer. He's actually had a lot of success on the penalty kill the last couple of weeks, I think, with some good scoring opportunities. Um, yeah, that point streak really helps bring that grade up. And it's just Marner. You know he's going to do fantastic the whole season. So he's been playing lights out. Um, we're going to move on to Alex Kerfoot. I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about Alex. So I take it away, one of you. It's all you, Zach. Age before beauty. Oh, thanks. I'm older than you. Really? I didn't know that. Uh, anyway. Probably. <laughs> uh, I, May 16th. Uh, okay. You go. Age before beauty. But uh, I gave B, Kerfoot a B minus, and this is me being generous. I think he had an atrocious <laughs> start to the year. He was so bad. But I feel like he's gotten a lot better, and he's been a con- very consistent player over the last couple of weeks, almost maybe a month. So I'll give him the rise on that. But, you know, ask, you've asked me this like maybe a couple weeks ago. Probably would have given him like a C minus. So. You were generous on Kerfa, but not on Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Feel bad for the lonely, <laughs> the lone guy. I, I, I gave him a C plus. I mean, like you said, he's not been very good. I think he's he's gotten better, but for a player making three and a half million on a team that is as cap strapped as the Leafs, you have to be an impact player almost every night. And he has the ability to do that. Last year in the playoffs, he was great. I think last season overall, like. He was great. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that he doesn't have that second-line spot with Tavares and Marner. I think that's a testament to how he has not been on his best game. Uh, so that's why I gave him a C+. Yeah, I gave him a C uh, just because he's just been, like, average. Yeah, as you said, Zaki has not had the best start to the year. He was actually kind of invisible. He started picking it up a little bit during the, the stretch of uh, games that we went on. Um, and then recently, just back to being kind of invisible. So... I gave him a C. Uh, we'll move on from those terrible grades and go to David Kampf. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take Camper. Camper. Uh, I gave him an Camper. A. I I think he stepped up his game. We always knew the faceoffs were there, the kind of third line, like shutdown center. Um, I think what's elevated his play is that comfort he's found with Kerfoot and Engvall on that third line. I think that's been huge for the team, a line that Keith can trust. Uh, I liked Camp from the beginning, was a fan of him in Chicago. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think he's playing his way out of Toronto because they won't be able to sign him to what he'll probably ask for next year. Uh, but with that being said, you got to enjoy it while you got it. So I gave him an A because he's, he's been a stud on that third line. Yeah, it's uh, my turn to not have words. I also gave him an A for the exact same reasons. Yep, same here. Same here. So easy, simple grades for, uh, for Camper, as Ryan called him, or Camper. Um, we'll move on to the giraffe, Pierre Engvall, the goat. Uh, I gave him a giraffe. I don't know. I'm not a huge Engvall fan. Uh, I think it's the, the, there's a lot of nights where he's kind of, you know, expendable and you can put someone else in, but, uh, you know, he's, he has played well and, uh, I would like to see a few more goals out of him. I think, you know, the offense hasn't really been what it can be. He's not, you know, performing at the best that he can. So, yeah, I would like to see that. Also, please throw a hit, man. You're huge. Yeah. Throw a hit. 
Honestly, you're six five. Oh. I have a I have a hilarious Engvall story. So I, I think I've like been a pretty big supporter of Engvall more so than most people. He kind of like took the reins from my love for Freddie Gauthier. And it's just big guys who don't know how big they are. Um, <laughs> funny story. I was with my girlfriend last week. We were watching highlights of a game. And you know how on like NHL's YouTube channel, sometimes they'll show highlights of the American team's broadcast or like the other team's broadcast. So that was the case. I forget who they're playing. And... The broadcast was like talking about something Engvall they did, he did uh, like in a play, and like yeah, you know what, six three, like you really expect blah blah blah. And I said to my girlfriend like, I think he's six five. Is it sad that I know that? And I was right, he was six five. So I know more about Pierre Engvall than whatever opposing broadcaster does. <laughs> that doesn't that's, surprise I, me. That's my story. Uh, I gave him a B plus. I think he's been good, solid. To me, the lack of offense isn't really concerning. What, what impresses me the most about him is that in games where most of the team doesn't show up, he constantly seems to be the one guy who does. Yeah, that's mm. true. He's had some of those clutch last-minute like minute goals or like tying goals and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's true. Good on yeah, the I second gave, power play. Yeah, I gave him a B for those reasons as well. Um, I just wanted, yeah, as Zach said, just throw a hit. You were there, please. Like, like you're so big. Just use your body, man. It's not hard. You're in the NHL. Just throw a hit here and there. We would love to see it. But if he's playing okay, it's fine. So we're going to move on to the hyphenator, Zach Ashton Reese. I, I think, think Zach, you have to go first here. It's Zach for yeah. Zach thing. Zach for Zach. Well, I didn't give him as good a grade as I would give myself on the podcast, of course, but <laughs> I gave him a B minus. I feel like, you know, he's been in a couple of scoring slumps and stuff. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, he was kind of like a rotating in, rotating out kind of player. But, uh, you know, I think recently over the last couple of months, he's, he's played a lot better. And now, you know, I'm not thinking, Oh, maybe you can take him out and put something, someone else in. Like I do enjoy seeing him in the lineup and, and, you know, I just wish he would bring some of the uh, tenacity that I've seen, him play with before he came to Toronto because I've seen clips of him him being like a bunting level annoying guy but also more physical and stronger than bunting so wish we would see that a little bit more in his game because we can we could do some of that yeah, yeah. I gave him a B just because he hasn't been bad fourth liner that's all I got <laughs> yeah yeah B as well uh as you said Zach we have seen him be a little more gritty in the past especially on Pittsburgh I think he was on their team with those two cup runs, if I'm not mistaken. And and you see some of the highlights. He's laying the body out there, doing some good work. So we just want to see that. But, I mean, he's been good. No complaints. Um, Yeah, we'll move on to uh, a newcomer. Uh, a surprising one to some people. Uh, Holmberg. Pontus Holmberg. Yeah, I, I, got him, I got him with an A. He, he has been stellar. Uh, Probably not a guy any of us would have really known before the season, let alone thought was going to crack this team. Um, I think his play on the fourth line is probably going to buy him a pretty nice extension. I could see him getting a David Camp kind of contract, like two, three years, 1.5 per. And mm -hmm. I think he's been a stud, and I think he's our third line center for the next few years after the season. Yeah, uh, I give him an A-. minus. I think he's been great. I think Ryan's exactly right. I had no idea who the heck this guy was before he started playing. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's a little underrated just how difficult coming into the NHL and playing at center 
right off the bat really is. Winning faceoffs is an extremely different level when you're playing in the NHL versus any other level of competitive hockey. And I think he's just really excelled. And he's become like a staple on that fourth line. And I couldn't imagine them taking him out of the lineup ever. So, yeah, he's been great. So for my expectations, A minus, pretty close to an A. Also, I just got to say, Holmberg has to shoot the puck more. This yeah. guy leads the team in shooting percentage, 23.5. His four goals. <laughs> shoot more. Holy, yeah, shoot more, buddy. But yeah, I gave him an A as well. I think he's been fantastic. And even Keith was praising him when he started coming into the into the lineup and saying how he cannot find anything wrong with this kid. He just plays a fantastic all-around game, and he's so smart out there. So yeah, as Ryan said, I would hope that he's a consistent third-line centerman for for the for the rest uh, for next year and more years to come. Um, yeah, we'll move on to another uh, newcomer, uh, Hunt, Dryden Hunt. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, not too much to uh, grade him on, but let's uh, let's hear it. I gave him a B because he fought that one time. You called that too, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I That's all him... I got. I mean, like, he's played, what, like, four <laughs> games? Like, I, I don't really have notes, but, you know, yeah. keep on hunting. He's played it's... six games. He's a minus one with seven pins. It's it's tough to say. I think for the exact same reason, I gave him a C plus. It's just, like, I don't remember him playing at all other than the fight. So, yeah. But, like, C-plus, but don't take it personally, man. Like, well, I just haven't seen you play that much. Look, Dryden, if you're hearing this, come on and talk about it with us, okay? Yeah. Change my mind. Hmm. Did you uh, give your thoughts, Ryan? Yes. He fought that one time. Pay attention. That was it. Oh, come yeah. On, man. And you gave him, what, a B, you said? I just because he fought that one time? Yeah, I gave him a, yeah. a B-plus just because... I mean, we haven't seen too much of him, but, yeah, that, that fight was nice because we... We heard that he was a physical guy that we kind of needed. Um, so, yeah, I'll give him a B-plus for that. And then we'll, uh, the we'll end. fight per game ratio on the team. That doesn't say much, though. I think that was the only fight of the mm. year, really. <laughs> besides besides Giordano, like, Superman tackling Konechny. That was so Love good. It. <laughs> Love it. I was so, at that game. Second best, second best. Giordano wins. Yeah. Uh, we'll end off the forwards with... Nick Robertson. I'm going to start off and give him an I for injured. Next. That's what I wrote in my phone. <laughs> I, I for injured. In my phone. Next. I you, wrote that in my phone. I don't know if you guys He's showing can us see the it. screen. Yeah. Oh, my We're, God. Oh, my God. I amazing. for injured. That's so funny. You guys are on the same wavelength. That's Paul, hilarious. Did we just become best friends? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. That's fantastic. I for injured. Next. Yeah, I mine was not eye for injured, but I'm gonna just change it to eye for injured because that's that's the consensus. Crazy. I just woke up the dog by screaming, just so you guys know. Nice. <laughs> Damn oh, it. He's snoozing again. He he's a tired pupper. Tired puppy. Well, I think we all uh, had a nice consensus on Robertson. I think we were pretty much even for most of the forwards. So we'll move on to the defenseman. I'll start off with Morgan. Riley. Uh, I am a B. He's just, he's B for been there, but like, yeah. does it like he's been injured, but like he just hasn't done, I don't know. He's not, uh, no goals in however many games he's played. Not great, but I think he's gotten assists and, you know, he's still a consistent and good player. So. Yeah. I mean, like, look, the, the, the Leafs are definitely better when he's in the lineup. He's their best defenseman. It's not even a question. Debatably the best skater on the team, too. Um, 
no goals, injured, 19 points, 27 games, like nothing to write home about. We know the ceiling is way higher. And for a guy who has a pretty hefty extension coming next year, got to mm-hmm. be better. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I gave him a B minus just because uh, we know what we can see from Riley in the past. And uh, I think he started off the year with like tw- like zero goals, 20 assists. Like he had a point per game, but no goals. So we know he could do a lot better on the goal scoring side. Um, obviously just coming back from injury gave give him a little bit of time to uh get back in the lineup. Um as you said, Ryan, he's probably one of our, mo- our most valuable defensemen. I just want to see a little bit more out of him. I'm sure we will uh, soon enough. So um yeah, give him a, a B minus. Uh we'll move on to TJ Brody. Always a fan favorite. Yeah, uh, I'll take this one. I gave Brody a B. I think I forgot to say I also gave Riley a B. Um, mm-hmm. but I gave Brody a B. Uh, I'll piggyback off Zach. Been there. He's been good. Hasn't been bad. Injured a little bit lately. Um, again, like I know he's a player who goes unnoticed, but I like to think I noticed the things he does, and the defensive play is still there. It's just like it just hasn't wowed me. Mm. True. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the same thoughts. I gave him a B plus. Mm-hmm. I think he's a solid defensive defenseman that this team needs, and. Uh, I give him the the plus on the B solely for the amount of times that he's dived on two on ones and actually been successful. So, yeah, yeah, I give him a B plus as well, just because of how well he plays when he's there. Obviously, we know he's been injured a little bit, but his production and his like value to the defense is is seen all the time, especially on those two on ones. I can say with full confidence that he's definitely one of the best two on one defensemen in the NHL. Um, so that's why that plus is there, as Zach said. Uh, so, oh my. Did you hear that? Yeah, did you hear that, Zach? Yes, oh my loud gosh, Ryan. <laughs> Goodness gracious. If you guys didn't hear that crack, that was Ryan's neck. He's still <laughs> alive, so don't worry. <laughs> I didn't expect that to be so loud. <laughs> oh my goodness. You probably, did you wake up the dog? No. Oh, wow, surprising. Uh, we'll we'll move on after that scary situation. Um, Mark Giordano, A plus. Give yes, him my sir. card. This oh, now I woke up the dog. He he deserves an A plus. I mean, the dude's thirty eight <laughs> years old. He farts dust. Logs twenty five plus minutes a night. This dude has been a stud. Give him the load management treatment. If this guy doesn't get an A plus from you, Zach, I, I'll be a little disappointed. Oh no, uh, I really woke up the dog. That was not good. I gave uh, Giordano an A. I think he's been lights out, fantastic, but not perfect. So I give him an A. Did you say he farts dust, Ryan? Yeah, <laughs> I did. You heard me correctly. Just have to, just have to go back to that because, you know, my hearing is not the greatest. But, yeah, I give Giordano an A+, plus, just like the workload he's been doing at his age and how well he's stepped up with all the injuries. So good on Giordano. Hopefully he doesn't fart dust. Hopefully he farts good thing, I guess. It actually but, propels him forward to help him yeah, see that. Oh okay, my god, cool, move yeah. on to the next one, man. Well, the next one is Justin Gunnerhall. Let's hear it, baby. I want you to go first. Yeah, Paul, yeah. you should go first. Yeah. As as yeah. the biggest Justin Hall fan on the podcast. I mean, to like this might be surprising to you guys. I gave him like a B. I don't think he has been I don't think he has been bad this season at all. Obviously he's had some like games where you notice him a little bit more on the negative side, but with the injuries, he stepped up uh, for the first line with Giordano, had some big minutes. Uh, he's good on the penalty kill. 
Um, hopefully he can stay that way. Hopefully I don't jinx it. Hopefully he doesn't go like minus four tonight. So I gave him a B. What do you have, Zach? Uh, I gave him a B minus. I think he's been much better and has actually shouldered the workload when it was needed upon. I think he's obviously he's we've had our complaints with him and his play, but uh, but I will give him the credit that he deserves, you know, a B minus and he's played pretty well. So um, maybe it's a sign of better things to come. Maybe we're going to get the Justin Hall who scored two goals in his first two games or whatever, however he started off his career. But uh, yeah, who knows? I, I gave him an A minus. I mean, look, it's not it's not comparative to other players. I just think it's for his own standard, like what I see from him. Terrible start. It it seemed like I think the epitome of it was the the Phillies game that I was at in uh, early November, um, where it just seemed like there was just one play where every time he touched the puck, he completely flubbed it and just booze everywhere. Um, but I mean, starting in the stretch where the team got hot, uh, you know, mid uh, November and onwards. I mean, like, there's been a lot and a lot less moments where I'm like, why, Justin? Why are you doing that? They're, they're, they're there. There's still a few. But for the standard <laughs> he had set last year and the beginning of this year, I think he's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. throwing the puck against Dallas was probably the most uh, <laughs> obvious. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That was great. So bad. That, that, that'll just put my grade back to a B-. minus. But moving on from uh, the one and only. We'll go to Rasmus Sandin. Uh, oh, well, I already spoke. Uh, I gave Sandin a B plus. I think he's been good. I think he has definitely shown a lot of improvement in his game, um, you know, from last season and becoming a staple on the blue line as someone you kind of don't ever want to take out of the lineup. So, uh, yeah, big improvements, uh, you know, for the guy who was supposed to replace Riley once Riley left, but then Riley ended up staying. So, uh, yeah, really good. Not perfect, but but really good at a B plus. Yeah, I, I have B plus also. The, it, like he's been okay, nothing special, nothing bad. The fact that he didn't play as well as I wanted him to with all the injuries, considering the opportunity he could have had. Like Sh- Sheldon Keith basically said, I'd rather put Bunting on the top power play than have you there. Uh, so to me, that's mm. a missed opportunity for Sandine. So that's why I gave him a B plus. Fair enough. All right, Paul, what do you got? Yeah, I gave him a B plus as well. I think, I think, um, how can I put this? Like, there's some games where he's noticeable in a in the in a not a good way. I think um, for a couple of games there was a stretch where Sandine was not playing very well, but overall he's been a, a really good uh, defender. I think he works really well with Lilligren on the point. Um, I think he. I think we need to give him more of a chance on the power play. Um, <laughs> I just saw Zach's message. I think, uh, yeah, we need to give him more of a chance on the power play. I think um, put him in instead of Riley, in my opinion, but B-plus for sure for Sandine. Um, we'll move on. Also, I've, I've really liked his Never mentality, mind. like uh, his willingness yeah. to throw the body for a small guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish the rest of the defensive core would just look at what he's doing. Like, oh, hey, I could do that too. Um, I'm trying to find stats here, but uh, I'm having a hard time finding hits. But I bet you he's up there for the team. No, he throws the body around a lot. What is he, like 5'9", if I'm not mistaken? Not not a big boy for a defenseman. And I think he I think he hits a lot more than some other people do, especially uh, Engvall. 
I'm going to, I'm going to find hits right now. Who's like double the size. But as you find his hits, I'll move on to Timothy Lilligren. So Zach, you can, uh, you can start with that one. Uh, I get Lilligren a B. He's been good. He's been, he's the, I don't know. He, he's there. I feel like sometimes he gets playing time because he's a right shot defenseman and not because he's earned the spot. But it's a great yeah. point. That's a great point. Uh, Sandine second on the team with hits, tied with Hall. Uh, first is Aston Reese. Hmm. There right. we go. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I actually gave Lilligren an A minus. I think he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, step up big time with the injuries. Uh, he has some penalty killing abilities. Scored a shorthanded goal the other night. Um, with the injuries, I think the fact that he can play on the PK is pretty good. I think he's better than Sandine actually. I, if I had to get rid of one of them, I would keep uh, Lilligren and get rid of Sandine. I think he's been better than Sandine this year for sure. That's why I gave him an A- minus as well. I think he's stepped up big time. He's improved a lot since last year. And uh, I think he's really stepped up to the role, uh, especially with uh, all the defensive injuries. So, uh, yeah, that's why I gave him an A-. minus. Uh, we'll move on to a newcomer, Timmons. A. I'm interested to see. Straight A. Straight Honestly, A student. This guy, this guy is approaching A plus territory if he had played more games. I've been so impressed with what he's done, considering this guy pretty much can only crack the lineup when someone's hurt or taking a, a rest day. Um, but uh, I think he's been a stud. Uh, the offense has been great. I still don't know why he is not given more power play opportunities given the injuries, Agreed. especially when Riley was out. Um, I love everything he offers. I wish he would throw the body more like Sandine. Uh, but in the small sample size, I am a huge Connor Timmons supporter. Me too. Very nice. Me too. Yeah, I I gave Timmons an A minus. I think he's been really good. I think you know, uh, probably what you touched on, Brian, is I wish he would kind of play the body a little bit more. But you know, no complaints for this guy who literally came in as an kind of an unknown, and then just has provided in the lineup. I'm a little bit frustrated he's not in the lineup more. I think he's deserved to be in there based on his play yeah, for real so it's a good problem to have though you know having to sub guys out but uh yeah he's an a minus for me yeah i give him an a for the exact same reasons as ryan i think he's been fantastic when he plays i think we need to give him more opportunities i think we need to give him more opportunities on the power play because i think a couple i think a week ago timmins had three points in a game and two of them were on the power play with the second line so it shows his ability to actually produce there. So yeah, I think I think we need to give him a lot more opportunities and I think he would be a fantastic addition to like the bottom to like the bottom pairing. So that's why I gave him an A minus. Uh we'll move on to Jordy Ben. I'm gonna I'm gonna call back here and go I for injured. I mean he just barely seems like he's playing. Yeah. Mm. I like the physical aspect, but not enough to put him in because that seems to be all he offers. And his goal and assist in his first two games kind of uh, it dried up after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gave a B for Ben. That's it. I got uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll give him, I guess, a, a B because when he does play, he's, he's physical, lays the body. He's a good, defense, good defensive defenseman, but obviously he's been injured a lot. So, yeah, pretty easy one there. We'll move on to uh, Victor Mete. Probably another low sample size sort of grade defenseman. I don't even have him on my list. So Yeah, I'm gonna, me neither. Kind of, I'm going to just say like like C plus. 
You guys uh, want to laugh? You want to laugh? Yes. Remember, I think last week I told you guys that my girlfriend and I were out at the game and we saw him. Mm-hmm. And she waved him. I swear I saw him at Vaughn Mills two days ago on Monday. Or three days ago. Yeah, he's a Vaughn kid, so that doesn't surprise yeah, me at all. Yeah, he was walking around Vaughn Mills on Monday morning. And I'm like, I was with my girlfriend. I'm like, remember that guy we waved to who played for the Leafs? She's like, yeah. I'm like, he's right there. You mind if you go say hi, guy? Because it's Victor Mete. So? <laughs> no offense. I don't care. Okay, then. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't really care. He's never coming on this podcast. I think it was they'd probably just gotten back from Philly the day before. He's like, probably need to go a uh, quick shopping rip after the holidays. All right, boys. Last defensive grade. Good old Jake Muzzin. If I'm not, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and guess we all have I for injured. Yeah. No. No? Really? No. R for Robida Island. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. Yep. Never playing again. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Correct, that's a good that grade. That's the correct grade. I'm saying that's, a, that's that. If yep. we don't have that, if anybody doesn't have that, you are incorrect. So <laughs> I think he's the newest member. Joffrey Lupo welcomed him with open arms. Yeah. Yep. And when Joffrey Lupo hugged him, he broke his nail and was out for three years. So good to see there. Yep. We're gonna move on to the goalies. Uh, we'll start with Matt Murray. I'll just say this. I gave both goalies an A- minus for pretty much the same reason. They've both been good, had bad stretches. I'd like to see their play be at the level it's at for longer periods of time. Literally the exact same. Gave both of them A- minus for the exact same reasons. Just, uh, yeah, hopefully. I think if they continue up this play, though, and, like, keep where they're at, I would probably give them an A at the end of the season. But uh, as of right now, A- minus for both. Yep. Exact same as you guys. A- minus for both of them. Uh, hopefully we do see them play more consistent, um, but we'll see. And uh, a new one here, management. We're going to grade Keith and Dubis. If you guys have the same grade for both of them, go right ahead. If not, we'll start with Keith. Uh, I have Sheldon Keith at a B-. minus. I feel like sometimes he's good, but then sometimes he'll just like his refusal to not even try taking Hall out of the lineup when he was playing bad <laughs> is just a, like phenomenally atrocious to me. But, you know, I would give him a C, but I give him that like B minus. Maybe I'll push it up to a B because he yells at the referees uh, when the referees deserve it. So <laughs> brownie points there for sure. I'll give him like B plus A minus. Um He's been good. I think after the team's bad stretch, everyone thought he was getting canned. I mean, people were saying he lost the room. Um, I think it goes to show, A, how much or how little the outsiders know about what really goes on in there. I think the players really like him. Um, mm-hmm. And this, this team's kind of grown with him. And I, I think as much as I like him, if, if things don't go well, this could be his last season as the, the bench boss. But I, I think he's done a good job. I like that he loads up the lines you know, late in the game post uh, power play after a penalty kill stuff like that I'll, I'll stick with a solid a minus yeah i give him a b plus and i mean we're second in the league so there's so there's not much you can complain about but obviously the little things like um not taking guys out of the lineup when they're not playing well and putting in someone that has been playing well uh like using timmins a lot more or maybe that decision to run a five-man power play was kind of iffy but Overall, I think he's done well, especially with yelling at the refs. We see that he has the passion, um, which is nice to see the coach have because it fires up the players to play a lot better and knows that he has their back. So I, I gave him a B plus. And uh, we're going to go with Dubis. I'll give him a B 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's been much for him to do. I yeah, like the Timmons acquisition. I think the Malgan Hunt swap was a good lateral move. Uh, I don't think I can really give this guy a grade until post-trade deadline. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I give him an A minus. I think he's done great. Uh, based on, you know, including the off season, but since this is technically this season, we'll stick to that. But yeah, I think Ryan's right. Like I really like the Timmons move and you know, I think overall he's been really good in just not in a lot of ways that people can see. And he takes a lot of flack for, you know, doing things before anyone's even seen, you know, what's going on. So uh case in point, Murray and Sam Stonoff. So yeah, go I'll give him yeah. an A minus for now. Yeah. I'll give him a B plus uh, just because we'll give him a better grade after the trade deadline. See what he does. Hopefully. As well, you would hope um, he's made some good acquisitions. I mean, he's made some very risky moves with Samsonov and Murray and it's paid out so far. Uh, we'll see what happens. Those little moves, as you said, Ryan uh, Hunt, Timmons has been very effective so far. So I'll give him a B plus for sure. Cool. And so I guess that's the end of the player evals. So we will move on to the individual player awards. So these are going to be things like MVP, most improved, yada, yada, yada. So we will start with the most valuable player. So MVP, Ryan, I'm going to throw it to you because you're the outlier on this one. Yeah. So I I filled this out first thinking you were both going to take Marner. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be different. But I I gave it to Gio. I mean, we knew the offense was going to be there. If I told you we were going to lose Riley and Muzzin for good parts of the season, like who, who would we have thought was really going to step up to the plate? I think how well Gio played, considering that guy had to play with Justin Hall at times, who we also <laughs> thought was a bag of pucks. Um, I, I think he's been insanely valuable, considering also how much they pay this guy and what he brings to the team. Uh, like I said, the offense we knew was going to be there. I think this guy is the band-aid that stops the bleeding. Yep. I have uh, I have Nylander as the MVP so far this season just because of how well he's played, how well he's stepped up when Matthews hasn't been playing very well and just seeing his two-foot game improve as well. It's just showing a lot of improvement in his games that were lacking and it just sh- and also showed how well he can be offensively for the money he's getting paid. Uh, I think he's been absolutely fantastic this year and our best player for sure. Yeah, I went Nylander as well. I think he's been good. I think, you know, he's definitely elevated his game, like we mentioned before. And just, you know, some of the goals he's scoring are showing, like, the hustle and the effort that he's putting in, which is something, you know, I at least I've been really critical of is, you know, not coasting and actually, like, putting the pedal to the metal. And I think, like, if you think back to that St. Louis overtime goal where he just, like, completely outworked Tarasenko and scored, uh, just going back to that, that was the best example of like how his play has changed. So I went the lender Giordano, definitely a close second for me though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one we're going to go through is the most improved. Paul, start us off. Yeah, I got Lilligren. I think he's just been phenomenal this year and, uh, and has really stepped into the role and has really improved as a second line defenseman in the NHL since last year. I think we saw how comfortable he is on the puck, how good he's been defensively. So most improved is definitely Lilligram. Ryan, you're the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. He's been great. I mean, I can't really speak as much to like guys new to the Leafs because I'm not going to pretend like I know how they played last year uh, in as much it's detail. Um, 
you know, I think Nylander's a close second here because of, like you said, Zach, how much he's really stepped up uh, his game, not coasting, more so going coast to coast. Um, but I, I just think, I think Lilligren's improvement is more noticeable and, and frankly, a little more valuable. Mm. Yeah, uh, I went with your second choice, which is Nylander. Uh, as for the reasons I've already mentioned, but yeah, they've both been good. Lilligren's been great too, so that's good. All right, switching over to best newcomer, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not even a, a an argument for me. I, I see both of you guys have uh, probably someone who you thought I would pick, but I'm giving it to Holmberg. I mean, the fact that he's pretty much shored up that fourth line, played on the f- third line a bit. Um, again, like this guy's rated 74 overall in, in EA NHL 23. Like the, the, the game disrespects him hard. Okay. I think he's a stud. Um, and I think he's going to be a leaf, like I mentioned earlier, uh, for the next few years to come. And, uh, I, I think it's the biggest sneaky play. Like nobody saw this come. Yep. I mean, I agree with you, but I have, um, I have Timmons as the best newcomer. I think, just when he plays, he's just been such a fantastic player and a role player and how well he can produce. And I just think it's a shame that he hasn't been playing as much because I think he really deserves it. Um, so, yeah, I have Timmons as the best newcomer. Yeah, I had uh, I had Timmons as well. Uh, I actually chose Timmons to be different than Ryan and then Paul copied me, so oh well. <laughs> but uh, I think both – I'm going to take both those guys then because I think they've both been really good additions in completely different ways and just uh, – yeah, they've really bolstered this team. Uh, considering both of them, if you think about it, were kind of mid-season additions to the roster. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Funny, I think funny none of us chose uh, Murray or Samson all. Yeah, I think they've been good, but I think these guys have been better to their role at least that's what i would say yeah that's a good point all right moving on we're going to go to the most underrated i'm going to start on this one and i want ryan to go last <laughs> so i i chose me Holmberg, too uh as the most most underrated and i think i'm going to just use ryan's nhl example of being a 74 in in nhl so yeah go ahead paul that was your example Yep, that's it. Holmberg's good. Underrated. I'm going to have – I would put Timmins because of, as I said, as I've said throughout this podcast, how well he's been playing for the amount of games he has, and I think he should be playing a lot more. So that's why he's my most underrated player. All right. I have Justin Hall. Get out. I, I think it is because we are so quick to be really hard on him because we mm. know how bad some of his bad plays are. But if you if you remove that narrative from him and just watch what he does on a day to day basis in a game, like he, I think he's actually a very serviceable player. He plays on a penalty kill. Uh, he he's pre- he logs pretty big minutes, and for a guy who I don't know if this is a surprise is plus nine on the season, uh, which is up there on the team. I think it's like sixth or seventh. I think he's been good. I think we are hard on him. I think he he sometimes deserves it. But I think he's underrated just because of our hyper awareness to the to his mistakes. You know what? That's a fair. That's a fair uh, judgment. I'll take it. It's very true. Uh, okay, we're gonna switch over to the underperformer of the season. Uh, Ryan, go for it. 
Yeah, I have Kerfoot, but I like Paul's answer better. So I'm going to stick on him with Riley and just let him say why. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have uh, I have Riley, <laughs> as uh, Ryan mentioned. I just think we could see a lot more from Morgan Riley on the offensive side. And I think there's just so much more to his game than he has been showing right now. And we've seen it. So I'm just waiting for Riley just to break out this season and hopefully it comes soon. But he's my underperformer of the season. Yeah, I went with a little bit of a surprise here, and uh, I went with Austin Matthews. I think he's just not performing at the same level that he did last year, and maybe that's because our our expectations are like incredibly unrealistically high. But at the same time, <laughs> he plays like an unreal player. So, uh, yeah, he hasn't really broken out. He's tied right now for 19th in the NHL in goal scoring. I thought he would be first unanimous. So, um, yeah, I think Top I just five, want him. I mean. Yeah, at least up in the conversation. So I'd like to see him elevate his play and, you know, get back to the two-time reigning Rocket Richard trophy winner that he has been before. Uh, yeah, and so the last individual player we have, uh, individual player award, sorry, that we have is the biggest bargain. And all three of us kind of chose the same one. So, uh, Paul, go for it. Yeah, I think Ryan really... Put it into perspective a little while ago. Biggest bargain is Duffy Giordano with the money he's getting paid and the and the ice time he's getting, and just the role he's been put in with all the injuries. I there's no other answer really for me. It's a stud. Uh, I'd pay stud. less than a million for that band aid any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I have uh, I have Geo slash Willie because I think Nylander's contract contract for being the highest scoring forward on this team is great. But I think Giordano's contract is just phenomenal. In- incredible hometown discount. Guy is an absolute stud. Love it. We love to see it. All right, Paul, why don't you take our next uh, spot here? Correct. I would love to. <laughs> now, we're going to move on to needs improvement. So we have an internal and external. And we just have uh, one point each about uh, what we think it is. So we're going to start with the internal improvement. And uh, I'll start with Zach. Consistent hard work and good play no matter the opponent. I think sometimes we stop playing hard when we're playing teams that we should beat. And then we play way harder uh, against against teams that are more of a challenge. And I think we need to take that mindset of, you know, this we need to try hard and work hard uh, against every single team. Uh, and I think we can beat any team in this league, and we can outwork any team in this league. We just have to do it. Yeah. I have a uh, commitment to team defense. It was great on the point streak. I think it fell off since then. We need to find that again. I basically have the same thing as Zach. It's just do not stoop down to the opponent's level against beatable teams, which is basically beat Arizona. For the love of God, you're killing me. <laughs> I don't think we play them again. Oh, Lovely. So we're going to have to wait till next year to see if we can finally beat them after 20 years. Perfect. Um, yeah, pretty s- straightforward there. We're going to go with the external. Um, I'll start with Ryan. Yeah, uh, th- this is the year. We need a top four defenseman and a top six winger. No more playing around. No more twiddling your thumbs, doobis. This is for you. Go out there. <laughs> get a top six winger to play on that second line. Yarn croak, isn't it? Go out there. Get a top four defenseman. Because we need additions. Uh, 
I, I have faith in this team winning in a round in the playoffs, but I would have more faith if we got those two things. And I think his job is on the line if he doesn't execute. Zach? Yeah. Um, I kind of, Ryan kind of has what I have, but I, you know, to be different, I said a bottom six hard hitting forward. It could be Dryden Hunt. I just haven't seen him play enough, but like that kind of player, I feel like we need someone that will go in, in the playoffs and make that kind of an impact. Just don't do what Kyle Clifford did and get suspended immediately. <laughs> oh goodness. Wasn't that fun. Nick, uh, no yeah, bad. I had literally the exact <laughs> same thing Ryan said. Uh, top four defenseman and a top six winger. I think that's ideal for a, a successful playoff run for what we need. So, yeah, short and sweet. Basically, Ryan hit it uh, perfectly right there. Cool. Yep. Not hole in one, part. sir. That's hole it. In one. All, give me all the, the park cliches. <laughs> uh, cool. So we're going to also move on uh, real quick to the goal for the second half of the season. So, you know, I think we're pretty much pretty spot on here. Yeah, we're, we're pretty similar. So Paul, just go for it and we'll knock them off. Yeah, make it out of round one. Pretty straightforward. We haven't done it in God knows how long. If we don't do it this year, I think all of Leafs Nation is going to pass away. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we better do that because if we don't, then we are going to burn like Leafs Nation is going to go bananas. Be Everyone's gonna get fired. This, this, this. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Ryan, go for it. Yeah, I, I have finished the season first in the Atlantic. I mean, that was the goal that I kind of set for the team this year. Um, mm -hmm. if you want to stop complaining about having to play Boston or the Tampa every year in the first round, Batman ain't changing the format anytime soon. So you have to make your own luck. Be the best team in your division. Batman's win the Presence Trophy for all I care and play a lesser opponent in the first round because you deserve it. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, prove why this team will make it out of the first round during the second half of the season and then just do it. Prove why Hell, you're one of the yeah. best teams in the league. Prove why you're a contender and then, yeah, then actually go and do it. Love it. All right. Uh, that's pretty much it for the MSL leagues. We'll quickly take a look at the week ahead. For the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you didn't know, that's who we were talking about this whole time. You might have heard of them. Pretty well-known hockey team. Uh, three games on top until our next episode. Thursday, that's today, against the Detroit Red Wings. So we recorded before the game, but this episode is going to actually be posted tomorrow on Friday the 13th. Scary day, I know. Uh, so that's why we haven't really talked about that game as much. Thursday, Red Wings. Saturday at the Bruins. Tuesday versus the Panthers. Key to success. I think this is very linear. I have to say mine first because you guys wrote it after mine. Uh, my key to success for this week is just to beat the Bruins. Me too. Yeah, mine is uh, Ryan is right. Beat the Paul, Bruins. would you like to, to say Ryan what you is wrote? right. Hmm? Would you like to say what you wrote? Yes. Beat the Oh, yes, I would, but not word for word. Okay. Um, screw the Bruins. Beat them 9 nothing. Love it. I like it. And, Paul, you got the predictions right last week. Why don't you uh, introduce our predictions for this week? Yeah, I'll start with mine. I'll go 2-0-1. Oh, um, very beatable teams, uh, the Red Wings and the Panthers. Um, I think we should be able to to get those two wins. And uh, if there was a loss, I, I hope we can go 3-0-0. Oh, but if there is a point taken away from us, I think we'd probably lose to Boston in overtime. 
Um, Zach, what do you got? Uh, 2-1-0, and I think our one loss is going to be against the Red Wings because why not? Okay. Fair enough. Ryan? Fun fact, I, I, I want to say the Leafs are undefeated on the second night of back-to-backs this season. So are they? I, I believe so. Could be I wrong. That's surprising. Mm, I don't it's, know about the California swing, though. They weren't back-to-backs. None of them did. were back-to-backs. None of them were back-to-backs? On the mm-hmm. second night of back-to-backs, I think they're they're either undefeated or like a, a really good record. Anyway, I have 3-0. and and um, Three O and O and O. Three and O and O. Three and O and O and O. Yeah, we're we're gonna be on a six game win streak at the end of this. Why not? Uh, you know what? It, it's if, if they want to start playing really good hockey, now's the time. You get another beatable team in Detroit. Uh, you know, a, a team in Boston that we've beaten already this season. You want to beat them again? That's a big four point swing in the standings. And I know it's middle of the season, but it's it's starting to matter. And uh, Florida is a team that sucks, but they always played us well last year. And I know their their rosters change, but that's a team you want to beat. And I think uh, these are all games that I think the Leafs should get up for and want to play well in. So I got 3-0 now. Let's go. The, um, the only time we have lost in a back-to-back on the second night this year was against the Anaheim Ducks on October 30th, 4-3 in overtime. Okay, so we haven't lost in regulation on the second Correct. night of back-to-back. There we go. Well, folks, that is it for the third annual MSLE's mid-season Leafs evaluations. And that is it for this episode of the Original Six Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, making it to the end. Uh, As always, much appreciated. And we'll see you next week. As always, boys, favorite three words? Go Leafs, go. Beat the Bruins. Hell yeah. Go Leafs, go. We'll see you next week on the Original Six Podcast. Hey, and remember, take care of the planet. Bye.